8.30 for breakfast catch-up on Triple M. And it's caused a bit of backlash. Well, there certainly is some this morning from certain outlets, certain people. You might be one of them, you might not be. But the Commonwealth Games chairman, Peter Beattie, he has tweeted out a string of apologies over last night's closing ceremony of the Commonwealth Games which have been, uh, yeah, look, universally slammed by the host broadcaster. TV viewers denied the chance to watch our Aussie athletes enter the stadium, led by the flag bearer and legendary para-athlete Kurt Fernley. A contrite Mr Beattie admitted, we got it wrong. By not showing the athletes enter the stadium to a thunderous applause before the broadcast kicked off, he said, closing ceremony, we wanted athletes to be part of and enjoy the closing ceremony he tweeted however having them come into the stadium in the pre-show meant that the audiences were not able to see the athletes enter the stadium alongside the flag bearers and we got that wrong yeah right yeah they did empty seats slam poetry and apparently a bit of a lack of star power made for an underwhelming spectacle of the 21st games as they drew to a close presenters from the seven network the Aussie TV right holders for the games, they ravaged the organisers because the broadcast vision that they provided did not include those athletes entering the stadium. We've got Basil and Joe who had a little bit to say about it. They couldn't hold their tongue. It's about the only thing they got wrong, but they did get it wrong tonight. I'm sorry, you're being way too polite. Are we, people are thinking that Channel 7 has chosen not to show pictures of athletes or not to show the flag bearer, Kurt Fernley, and other flag bearers from nations coming in. We're the Australian rights holders, so we can only show the pictures that are provided by the actual host broadcasters. They made the decision not to have the athletes enter the stadium. They made the decision not to show the flag bearers. And I'm furious. They're actually, they're actually wrecking a tradition that is so important and part of Commonwealth Games. You want to see the athletes come in. You want to see them jumping in front of a camera. You want to see them celebrating 11 days of great sport. We missed out on all of that. And I tell you, they've been repaid. There's no athletes in here. And I've never seen a stadium so empty halfway through a ceremony. It is. What do you think, guys? Empty seats, not great to be looking at. 13, 27, 10. Give me a call, your thoughts. Did you watch the ceremony? Has it sparked anything inside you or do you think, let's just move on? Verity for breakfast. breakfast. Triple M. M. Round two, bit of a review with the Macca for the Avon Footy Association Games. How did we go over the weekend, Macca? Good morning, Verity. Good morning, listeners. Thanks to Baxter's Rural coming through. Three games. I've got them all right. And actually, looking by the margins, it would have been a worry if I didn't. Fetties versus Beverly, 19-8. Fantastic kicking to Federals. Defeated Beverly, 10-9-69, a 53-point margin. Alex Moreno kicking six for the winners. Kane Robinson kicking three. And Mitch Henry Jr. playing for Fetties when it played for, lined up for Keller Tamman last year, kicking two goals. Congratulations to him. Smith kicking four goals for Beverly and Marcus Ruggiero. Three best players, Kane Robinson, Glenn Smith, coach Ali Smith and Alex Moreno for Federals. And for Beverly, Howlett, Paul Johnson and James Jibber Turner. In the resis, 25-point margin to Fetties, 10-12-72 to 6-7-43. And in the netball, Fetties won that, the Phillies, 65 to... The Black Widows, 47. Lisa Williamson was the best player for the Phillies. Gemma Bassett for the Widows. Quoting versus Cunard and Big Margin to Quereting here. 15-9, 109 to 3, 4, 22, 87 points. See Rintoul, in fact, Chad Rintoul. Used to play for the West Coast Eagles, kicking three goals for Quereting. Braden Hayes coming back to play footies too. And Lucky Lucky Luckins kicking <laughs> a goal for Quereting.
Morgan kicking two goals and Fuller or just the one for Cunnerton. Best players, Rintoul, Lockie Jelmy, Mitchell Gill and Adam Doughty. And for Cunnerton, I reckon they're all backmen, but Aaron Lorne, Pearson, Ronnie Clark and Tommy Tiller. Querting won the reserves as well, 16-3-99 to 7-5-47. Hathorne away kicking six and... A Jay Hughes kicking four goals, Verity. What's going on there? I'm going to be honest with you, Mac. I'm livid. I'm livid. He's not told me. He's not given me a call. It's not that hard. What are you yeah. up to, bro? Trying to fly under the radar <laughs> when your sister's on, on radio. It's not going to work. Hugsy's back and he's kicked four in the twos. So looking forward to his progress this year. The final game was down in Tamman yesterday and in fantastic conditions. League side got over. This is everyone else kicked goals, but these blokes didn't. 12 goals, 17, 89 to 5, 5, 35. Contrasting halves. It was very close at halftime and York really struggled after halftime. 54 point margin. James Venturini kicking five goals, which is a fantastic start to the year six last week and Mitch Innes the coach kicking two Tom Boyle kicking two goals for York best players Clay Murray James Venturini Nick Rogers and Alex Rogers Clay Murray getting the award the Aaron Taylor Memorial Best on Ground Award that was the other as a Taylor game yesterday congratulations to the Taylor family there uh, Darcy Flay at fullback Bart Atkinson uh, Depayne in the centre of the ground was very good new player for York and Tom Atkinson this is their best Kellogg Hammond won the reserves convincingly 18-11, 119 to 3-9, 92-point margin. Reynold McIntosh Jr. kicking six goals. And Kevin Chunder-Pike is back and kicked a goal for your congratulations to them. Uh, they won the netball as well. Uh, 48, uh, the Joeys. The Pussycat Dolls got 39. Beck Clark was the best for the Dolls. And Courtney Garlett was the best for the... And that's it. Thanks to Baxter's Rule. That's the wrap of the Evan Footy Association. Beautiful. Round two, we will get you back on board for Friday's a bit of a preview into round three. Thank you so much, Macca. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. Verity for breakfast. breakfast. Triple M. Triple M. Haven't heard his wonderful voice in a little while, but it's always nice to get at the start of our week on a Monday. Mr. James West on the line with me. How are we this morning, James? Good morning, Verdi. Yes, I've missed you for the last uh, week or so. It's sort of been quiet, but at the same time, it gives me enough time to to do my report and find out what's happening in the Avon and what's happening in Northern and around the Wheatbelt. And within that, we have got some activities happening over the school holiday break. You wanted to make mention of the Be Active Games? Wish everybody, the ones that are on holiday, all the ones that, are, that have left school and now they're on school holiday and, and that. But, yeah, definitely um, Meriden Games, uh, you know, be active, which is a great thing because we're coming into winter and, you know, you want to be able to get out there and do a bit of activities. And I see they've got long jump and relay and sprint race. They've even got family family relay events, so that'll be pretty cool to, you know, you get to run up against your mum or your dad and or your other sisters and stuff like that. I think that's a great idea. Hopefully we get some of our, our listeners' kids in, involved in, and there's going to also be some activities happening in the Avon region as well. I know that PCYC are putting on some activities and the yeah. Avon Youth is doing stuff as well. Yeah, no, no, look, look great to see the PCYC is open and Jane and, and uh, doing the great stuff down there. And look, they've got the holiday program, uh, which is obviously run with PCYC, the Shire, um, you know, and the rec centre. So their one starts tomorrow. They've got the cooking show I think you might actually have to ring uh, PCYC. Uh, if you give Jane a ring, she can fill them all in on what's happening over the holiday progress. But, they, you know, they've got fitness in the park. They've got indoor soccer and multi-sports. So they've got a few things on. Beautiful. And 
You wanted to make mention as well. Commonwealth Games, you had the closing ceremony last night. There's actually a bit of backlash about that. But one of the good things that you enjoyed watching or hearing about was the table tennis legend, 11-year-old girl. Amazing. She's from Wales. Uh, 11 years of old, the youngest um, competitor at the Commonwealth Games. And then, look, look, she looked after herself on the table tennis table as well. You know, she was going up against, you know, people twice as old as she is. And um, But how amazing is that? 11 years old, representing your country at a Commonwealth game and one of the biggest sports are going around in the world. So, you know, it just goes to show, you know, it doesn't matter how old or how young you are, if you're competitive enough to be out there and representing your country, go for it. It's pretty pretty inspiring, and thanks so much for having a bit of a chat with me this morning, James. Always appreciate it, and you have a lovely start to your week. We'll rope you on board for next week. Thanks, Verity. Verity for breakfast. First off the ranks, AFL, how did our games go over the weekend? Good morning, Verity. Yeah, well, the West Coast Eagles will start with them, and a few, uh, especially Victorian Football commentators over the other side of the uh, nation are eating their words already, Verity, because the Eagles are currently sitting, I know it's only round four, but they're sitting second on the ladder, Verity. They're three wins, one loss, and they're playing some pretty good footy. Now, a few people saying they haven't played too many decent teams, and Sydney was the best of them, and they actually came over here and beat the Eagles. But look, you've got to be impressed if you're an Eagles fan so far. 139-59, to 59, the final score. They beat the Gold Coast quite convincingly. Uh, Josh Kennedy, on his return, didn't he play well? He booted five goals and uh, a good win for Nick Natanui in his 150th and uh, Mark Lacroix in his 200th game. They got the win for them as well. So, look, the Eagles playing some good footy. The issue being, Verity, that a few people, you know, say, even last year and the year before, they were beating these kind of teams, Gold Coast teams down at the bottom of the ladder, uh, quite convincingly at home. And then when they go away, it's a completely different story. So the true test for them will be next week at the MCG. Look... Carlson haven't won a game. They're versing Carlson, the MCG. Carlson haven't won a game. The Eagles should win that, but it'll just be interesting to see what kind of performance they put in. But anyway, at this stage, they're uh, second on the ladder. You've got to take that when you can, can't you, Barry? Absolutely. And I'm loving hearing the excitement in your voice. It's making me excited. I'm sort of taking for granted how well they are performing early on in the season. So, yeah, fingers crossed for that game against Carlton. As I said, I've got a few players back to the playing world. Meanwhile, the Dockers, Verity, unfortunately couldn't get the win against GWS over in Canberra. 82-51, to 51, the final score there. They were OK, the Dockers. First half, they played really well, to be honest. They were actually leading at halftime, I'm quite sure. But then, look, just too strong at the end, GWS. And, look, they are a strong team. They'll probably finish top four this year. They've got a lot of young, good players. And just too strong for the Dockers. But they'll take some positives out of the performance, as you always can for the Dockers. And, look... They uh, got the Western Bulldogs at home next week at Optus, and they had a um, uh, very close loss to the Sydney Swan this week. That was a really close game. The Bulldogs have played very well, so it should be a tight game next week at Optus Stadium. But you you should back the Dockers in. They got some players playing well, and they've also got a lot of young players. Verity uh, Bailey Banfield doing a really good job in his first four games of his career. Mitch Croden's in there as well. So look. Dockers and Eagles, both positive signs, Verity. It's not all doom and gloom like we were thinking a month ago. (laughs) It's what we like to hear. It's what we like to see. And also loving to see more success for Ricardo. He's come out with another win. An incredible win by Daniel Ricardo in China, Verity. He he went from eighth to first in about six laps. It was just incredible. The the, uh, overtakes he was doing was amazing. And he almost missed the race uh, two minutes before his engine blew in practice. Look, it all came together. 
and we got to see the shoey at the end. That's what we love. <laughs> uh, an incredible effort by him, and a really good a good win early on in the season. And it could just be the one that uh, just elevates him going forward for the rest of the season. It's his sixth ever West F1 win in a race. Joel, thank you so much for a quick couple minutes of your time this morning. Sports with Sarats. It's always great to have you on board and have such a good recap of sport. And we'll rope you on board for next week. Thanks, Verity.